You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. Happy Friday, everybody. It's your boy, Drick, here. You know what day it is. You know what time it is. It is time for part two of our sit-down with Mr. Trey Roland of the Triple Option, folks. As we've done this podcast, we've gotten really close to a lot of, you know, other FSU media, FSU beat, FSU personalities, and Trey is always a great time to have on here. We had him on here for the State of the FS Union. Also had him on here for after the UNC game last year. And folks, it's always a blast. Just, just tap the unfiltered mind and the bold just takes that we have. It's, it's always a good time. Now, before we get in there, I do have to say that today's episode sponsor is one of our personal favorites. This episode of Locked On Semblance is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there. And as always, bop, 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 bop. Your boy's loving it. I'm loving it. Max is loving it. Dave's loving it. Holly's loving it. Stacey's loving it. And we know you're going to love the rest of part two of our interview today with Mr. Trey Rowland. So before, you know, I cut myself off, I send you over to myself, Max, and Trey. Mi gente, sígueme. Yeah, I think to me with Marv, I think the only way he saved his job is if he gets like a a Demario Tolan, a Wesley Bissane from South Florida. Uh, me personally, I, I think if he gets, yeah. if he gets Jaron Wallace to flip from Georgia Tech and convince him to stop playing safety, that to me would be a huge win right there. But with Fuller, I, to me, I think the moment we that they scored the touchdown at Jacksonville State, I think he was just gone. And then I know that we've had better weeks, you know, with the defense. But I said last year too, we beat UNC, we still gave up 500 yards. I still stand yeah. by that. And then with Syracuse, that offense is abysmally poor. You see all that against Clemson last weekend. They Gary Schrader ran all up and down us last week. I mean, uh, two weeks ago. And that, yeah, to me, was just something that really just, it stuck with me. And if you, I, I understand a little bit, maybe like you, you don't scheme for that because he never did before, but like you know kind of like, so you need to be planned better for that. And it just feels like he never has a plan B, you know, moving forward. Yeah, the Syracuse thing was, um, I think after the, I'd have to, I'd have to look back at the episode we did. I don't think I was after rewatching it and saying that this was a lost containment here, this was a lost containment here, and like some of that kid's, some of that kid's big plays, and he's he's not a good quarterback, air trader. Uh, I think after looking at it, I actually came away slightly less pissed off at Adam Fuller that than I was mm-hmm. on first watch. I mean, it still wasn't great, right? Yeah. Um, the UNC game was a very was a very well coached, solid defensive performance. However, like yeah, said, it's, two, it's two games, it's two games, and it's still a two and four team. Yeah, it's a team that's won five games in two years. Like I'm not I'm not gonna cry if anybody loses their gig yet. You know what I'm saying? So I I'm with you for 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 many. Hell, I'd say even for most, what happened at the end of Jacksonville State was a fireball offense, and there's nothing that he can do this year to save himself. A barring a miracle, like I said, for me, I, I, the jury's still out. Um, I don't know with those two guys though if they're plus enough recruiters to justify their position as like coaches though. So I, if I had to bet, I wouldn't bet that both are on staff next year, even with six games left in the season. Yeah, I, I think that's a super that. fair bet. I mean, I, I just yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where Fuller. 
like you don't like to think that that his job can come down to one play, but it may be that simple. Like you lost to Jacksonville State. It wasn't North Dakota State. Like it wasn't I know. Really it, it wasn't actual real state. Right. At it's least a North team Dakota. That, is it's not even state. Jacksonville, Florida. It's the it's a fake Jacksonville. Yeah. Like you lost it, to Fugazi State. Hey, whoa, no. Moose played there, man. Come on. Your boy Moose played there. Can't I understand that. But <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was slandering it, his own friend for just no, a bit. No, I mean, he's yeah, always been on the, right he's been on the he's show. He had him on the show too. Yeah, I it's know. Kind of a he would agree with here, Andre. He'd agree with what I'm saying. And if he's listening to this, he's like, yeah, that's that's about right. Because like when you're in the Florida State driver's seat, you just that's a game you just cannot lose. And if you do, yeah, maybe that gets you your pink slip on one play. Like it's. And I'm saying that like half tongue in cheek. I mean, like, but it does suck to think about, hey, maybe, maybe one play sealed his fate. And I, but I don't know if I disagree with that. Right. I, yeah, I don't know if stopped. I can blame Norvell. They made their, they made the job of keeping that 22 class together and adding to it a lot harder than it needed to be by losing that game. That's self-imposed. That's where you blew your foot off with a shotgun. Cause so they have to like deal with the ramifications in- of that. Uh, you know, you up in Iowa and Drake down in South Florida, you know, there was, there was about a two week period where, you know, people who know me, it's no secret. I'm a Florida state fan. I imagine it's the same for you two yes. where it was almost like a loved one had no. passed away. Right. People were approaching me like, for, for, Hey man, how's a uh, man, Florida state, like, like with legitimate sadness in their eyes, you know, like empathetic compassion yeah. almost. And I, I can only imagine being a recruit and going into a high school the next day, especially an IMG where everyone's committed to D1, right? Or, you know, a big South Florida school where even if they're not committed to D1, they're huge Miami fans. Like, that must have been just brutal to have to walk into in a high school. So, I You saw know. it, dude. They just, they just started scheduling official visits to other schools. That's yeah. exactly what happened. And now you're starting to see kind of the ramifications of that. It's it's a lagging effect in recruiting. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I work at I work fire off a tweet that night that. and be like, you know, I'm out of here, but. Yeah, I work in Coral Gables, Max, and you know who my coworkers are. They're all Miami fans and Miami boosters. That was a very fun, uh, fun week at the office for myself. Ah, but, well, that that's kind of that's kind of evened itself out over the past like five or so. Oh, weeks trust after. me. <laughs> I know, I know. I remind them that it's still like you know, you know that little meme which is like, you know, 10, 20 days without a workplace incident. I'd be like yeah. you know, three hundred sixty-five days since the last Power Five win for Miami. I have the same thing up in my office. Go. Keep the but, counter up, folks. There are certain constants in life, whether they be big or better to be small. Some of the bigger ones, you know, are a passion for our sports teams, passions for our family. And some of them could be a little bit smaller, such as, you know, where you simply always go just to eat, just to get away, and just to refuel and recharge. And that's exactly what McDonald's has been providing since 1965. Almost 60 years of a consistently high-quality, superb service. Folks, I have been going there since I probably was five years old. I specifically remember after Sail Pines Park down here in Coconut Creek, First open, we were on walking distance within the nearest McDonald's. After every Little League game up until 13 or 14, we would have, either have practice or have our game, go immediately to the McDonald's, and your boy would trust me was crushing a McDouble, a McChicken, and as you can tell, I got myself a McFlurry with M&Ms, and I would wait there to see if the extra machine actually was fixed. So, folks, head on over to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. And did somebody say Locked on Semo's watch party? I believe so, because when you're at McDonald's, you're family, and trust us, I'm loving it. Max is loving it. We're all loving it here. Pop, 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 pop. We are loving it. 
So Trey, about about while we're on Miami, beating Miami or Florida, is it critical this year that we do that we beat one of them, or is it a nice bonus that we did it a year early from how the team will be perceived if they do it? Like, I don't think I phrased that well, but you get what I'm saying. Like, are you yeah, sitting yeah, here yeah, right now going, um, "We've got to beat one," or is it just like, "Hey, it'd be nice to beat one"? If you get if you get to four wins and you don't beat Miami or Florida, your back half of your season was a failure. Um, if you can get to well, – we were talking about this on the triple option show that I did with Ingram and Brendan uh, of Knowles 247. Five wins with one of them being against a Miami – we're earmarking Miami right now. Right, um, right. And it's, it's almost looking like they should beat them with the injuries yeah. and the way that that team is just – that team is ready for a death spiral. Um, five wins – and then a victory over like a Miami, I would consider that from where we started off on the season, that'll do for me. Um, I don't think you can have a back half of the season that you need to keep the momentum rolling without beating a Miami or a Florida, just numerically, yeah. right? Unless you beat UMass, NC State, and Boston College. That would, let me, that'd let me ask help you guys this. Too, but. I want, I, want bo- I want both of y'all to answer this one. Assuming no blowouts, right? We're talking close losses. Better to beat only Miami or only Florida, or is it okay to lose to or lose to both and beat Clemson? I need to be Miami Valley, or Florida. I need, I need to be Miami or Florida. I, I can't go another year hearing the same the same old bullshit between Florida and Miami fans like in my mentions in my tweets or any of that. And then with Clemson, I don't see Clemson as a rival. I just see them as a team that's like really good right now. And they they got they got lucked into, you know, Dabo somehow having a way with, you know, with recruits, with you know, Brent Venables, with Jeff Scott leaving, and also with Tony Elliott. But I can't lose to Manny Diaz another yeah, yeah, damn game. I can't lose to Dan Mullen again for that. And especially with kids micro about that though. Like I mean, I mean from a, a perception of the program standpoint, because I think if you beat Clemson, it's like, oh, Florida State could challenge for the ACC very, very soon. Not this Clemson though. This Clemson this year is terrible. But it's the perception that Clemson is still. But who the you perception have to beat. with the perception with recruits though, like that that matters to them more. Like they don't really care. Like the South Florida kids that we want, the kids from Orlando down, care infinitely more that we beat the kid schools in Miami and Florida because those are the those are the schools that we are competing for them mainly. We're not competing with kid for kids. They're going to Clemson or Bama or Georgia right now. We're not at that program. We used to be there six or seven years ago. To me, it's mainly. For perception-wise, for kids coming through, we need to beat either Miami or Florida moving forward. Yeah, but kids want rings, right? Like kids do want they rings. Though? Yeah, of course. Some kids do. Want rings. Some do. Some don't. Every kid wants a ring. That's what they want. They want to. If you you know you want to prove you can win the conference, you can win a national championship, you can get nil deals. I, I don't get me wrong. I want to beat Miami just as badly as you do, but I wonder if like, I don't know. I I wonder. I just I wonder if beating Clemson this year is more of a statement of, hey, their hegemony is over and we can be competitive as soon as next year once Devin Leary leaves NC State and they're flashing the pans over. Like, you know if what I mean? I had I to, if I had to pick, like, the UMass thing, that better be like a – that better be like a – Yeah, we got to win that by eight. Because I've got my own blood feud against Walt Bell. Um, if I could pick out of the four, like, let's just say you had to pick two – you could pick two wins of anybody yeah. over the four. I would pick – I would say Miami, and the reason I'm saying Miami is because they're starting 
their season sucks so bad that they are starting to they that's starting to become a horrific loss if you lose to them. True. Like if they were better, then it would I, my picks would be UF and Clemson. But with Miami, they're so down and so weird and in disarray that you have to beat them now, right? Is for the True. recruits you're going against and for how bad they are on the field. My second win that I would pick would actually be Clemson, just because I think that is a statement win still. They're having a down season, but it's a down season with a team full of four and five star athletes. Um, a very one of the most heralded quarterback recruits uh, in recent memory ever since the last one they got. He's playing like right now. However, it's still, and it's the team that's had a vice death grip on your conference for six years. Jesus now, Christ, years? what? Since seven to 2014? So they've won the conference like what seven years in a row? Six. 2015. Going on. 2015. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Did they beat us in 15? Was that this Freddie Stevenson they did, shot yeah. block? Yeah, 2014. That was, that was a clipping. Yeah. Oh no, that was yeah. in that was in Death Valley. And 16 was right. the 2014 shot block, is where we won with the Jameis grabbing by the old moose knuckle game. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so yeah, but I do still think a win over Clemson <laughs> means a lot because they've been in the college football playoffs so long. It is one of those. They've distanced themselves in the recruiting tier. They're up there with the Ohio State's, Bama's, and Georgia's, right? It's Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, Clemson. So if I had to pick two, like it's UMass, and then pick two of the four, I'm picking Miami and Clemson right now. It's hard for me to answer because I think the the effect of beating Clemson is almost wiped out by the by the the negative effect of losing to sad man Manny Diaz at this point. But <laughs> like man. I said, if I could pick two of four, I'm picking I'm picking Clemson in Miami. We are thinking maybe we'll make some shakeups. Maybe we could, but we don't know. No. Is it all but certain that Miami makes a move this year? And if so, who do you guys think is first on their call sheet to replace Mr. Manny Diaz? I don't know how serious they are about football. Yeah. That's fair. I don't really know how serious that university is about football right now. They'd have to pay him, yeah, they'd have to pay him a buyout. They're, their boosters have all but confirmed that they're not going to go after the caliber of coach that Miami wants. Cristobal to Miami is – the guy said if, 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 the, if the money were – unless Cristobal took such a sweetheart deal, and he'd be such an idiot that if he yeah. took that deal, then he deserves every negative thing that happens to him after the fact. Um, I don't know how serious Miami is. I mean – if Diaz spirals, I mean, what are they? What, what kind of ticket revenue are they losing? They have like forty thousand people at their games anyway, right? Like, I just don't you mean forty, right? Yeah, forty. I don't. Know, you mean forty people? <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 always a bomb scare. So, I don't really know. I don't. They may not care enough to fire Manny, right? They may just write it out until they don't have to pay a buyout, or they may not. I mean, I I don't know. And the next hire they make. God help them. God help them if they do the Ed Reed thing or something. I don't know who they call. Because oh, you know what would make the most sense for them, actually? If they hire Brett Lashley. They just promote him as an interim after that. Call up Ed Orgeron. He's sitting in Baton Rouge. Ain't got nothing to do with him. So he can order. Ed Orgeron would much rather be eating po' boys and hitting on swamp women than dealing with like that uncaring, unserious university of Miami football program. He's... If Ed, if Ed, if Ed puts himself on the level of UM right now, yep. then uh, the guy's got self-esteem issues. He's better than the University of Miami, I think, for their head coaching gig. So I don't know who the hell they call because I don't know what kind of what kind of money they want to operate with. Yeah, 
I mean, with the money thing, though, I mean, with Cristobal, I actually do think he would take a sweetheart deal, mainly because it's like a known fact that his family is all like back in South Florida. He's a Christopher Columbus kid. His wife badly, badly wants to go down there. The only thing I see him stopping is uh, Nike. Bill Knight still is the big booster over at Oregon, and literally he would, he made a point that we couldn't get him or Jim Levitt when we, we hired Tiger away. He's like, okay, let me just keep this guy for an X amount of dollars. To me, Max, I think the head coach probably is going to be someone like a Rhett Lashley, someone cheaper. Maybe you go after a Billy Napier over in Louisiana if he doesn't get the LSU job. Sure. Or maybe they could be come out of left field. We all know Lane Kiffin doesn't want to be an Ole Miss anymore. We know that for a fact. Um, it might not be Miami, again. and that would suck. But I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you like what candidates like seem as actual options for them. I mean, we're those names like there is some connection there. But think of the last the last guys that they hired. Yeah. They hired their former DC, the head coach of Temple, for like 20 days. Their hire before that was what? Mark Richt, a guy who was at Georgia but was out of coaching. It was kind of his star was on the way down. Still a pretty a good hire for them, better than the Diaz hire. Their hire before that was what? The head coach of Temple at Al Golden? Yeah. Damn, they went to Temple twice. So, yeah, so twice. I, I, I think, coach I think... before that, Randy Shannon, and he was their defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, he was they their DC. Make... Yeah. They don't make splash hires historically. Yeah. They just don't, and they haven't for a long time. And before that, it was it was Coker. Yeah, no, I, I so I, yeah, those names are fun. I, to me, it's someone like I, I'm not gonna say it would be Kendall Bryles, but they would look for someone young who just really is desperate to get HC High upside. on yeah, his resume. Sure. Where it's sure. like he'll take three million dollars a year because he just wants that first head coaching gig, and it's kind of funny. Just I, I love having this conversation because like Miami's kind of become a stepping stone now, right? Whereas like yeah. I don't think we're at that it's, point yet, which is good. It's tough, man, because it's, it's historically one of the best programs ever. Like, it really isn't. The, they say five ranks, but, I mean, they have five championships. That's yeah. impressive. The amount of NFL talent they put out was impressive. It's also impressive that for two decades they've sucked in the most one of the most talent-rich areas of the country with a, a place that has a lot of pressure on hometown kids to stay home. And it's because they have an unserious administration. Now, all this stuff works in Florida State's favor. You just have to capitalize on the back end of the season. And I think they have a good opportunity to, to be honest with you. What's up, guys? Drake here. I will be, I feel like I haven't discussed, you know, our friends over at BetOnline.ag in a hot minute. So let me just give them a little plug in really, really quickly. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your latest sports action, whether it be basketball, football, NHL tip off. And, you know, MLB playoffs, I know the Braves just beat the Dodgers. Shout out to Heat, the biggest Braves fan I know, with the big win, hopefully, for your sake, they can close them out. I personally am rooting against you, and I will be betting against them the rest of the way. But you can join me in betting those odds at betline.ag by using promo code LOCKED ON to get 50 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code is LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. Betline, where the game starts, folks. Now, folks, when you're done at BetOnline.ag, you might find yourself a little bit hungry. Now, that might be exclusive just to me when it comes to making my best. I get hungry, but also I get hungry maybe about every 45 minutes to an hour. But one thing that's been helping my cravings is going over to Built.com and ordering myself some delicious Built Bars. Built Bars have 19 delicious flavors. Whether it be coconut, raspberry, you know Dave is on the salted caramel train. Max is on the peanut butter brownie train, which I will say tastes like a heartier Snickers bar, but if you're like me, want to hang out with the fruit bar, the fruit chocolate kind of kick with Cherry Barcia, trust me, the gang is always there to support you. Just head on over to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K, 
ED15 for 15% off your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at Built.com. And folks, they also got birthday cake bites. They got 19 delicious flavors. Is Built Bar is the best protein bar ever. And trust me, folks, you're going to want to try, just try this out. So how do you see the team capitalizing on that? Like, what do you see Norvell and the, and the boys actually needing to do in order to, like, jump on Miami being down in Florida, basically not living up to their expectations? You got you to win. I mean, that's as simple as that. Five wins. Five wins. You got to beat. You got to beat them this year, um, and I think that gives you enough momentum to keep that recruiting class together, keep the big names in, add some guys. There's been some some interesting offers coming out in the past couple of days, mm-hmm. um, which is good. That's one thing I do like about the staff. They always have a plan A, B, C, D, and E yeah. in recruiting. They're never caught with just their dick in their hands. It's never so just refreshing. like Willie Taggart was like. I don't know. He he was cooking. He was like cooking gumbo with like Cardell Thomas's mom or something. And then it was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to play for you. You guys are terrible. And he's like, I don't know what to do now. Like, oh, that sucks. I thought we were going to yeah. get him. Uh, Norvell is always flexible in recruiting, and he's and that's I think that's a, a testament to his organization, right? He knows these kids out. He's a very good talent evaluator. I feel watches a lot of film, well studied guy. So that's another reason why I think as long as they win, they have to win. They got to do it on the field. But if they do. They're uh, they're well positioned. They're well positioned to do the things they need to do in recruiting to make it worthwhile. I like that you brought that up about his recruiting. I'll make a point and then a, a question for Mr. Roland as we wrap up here. Um, it is it is great to see how he goes through that. Right, every time I see Will Putnam's name on the back of his jersey at Clemson, you're just like, dude. Everyone tried to tell you it wasn't going to happen, you know, yeah. and. What I like about their drop-down method is they don't go four-star to four-star with grade problems and then four-star with off-the-field issues, right? They legitimately will be like, okay, we didn't get this four-star. We'll go down to a three-star because we want to keep that same profile of kid that we're bringing into the locker room. And it's good to see that they've you know done their homework on their B and C options. Now, Trey, you've got two young children now. I imagine they wake you up at the ass crack of dawn. And oh, yeah. it's not fun to be hey. over in the Roland household these days. However, Florida State beats Miami. We stop a four-year skid. Let's assume it's a night game or it's like a 4 p.m. kick. So, you know, the kids are pretty much in bed when the game ends. What does Trey Roland do in celebration? I know you've probably had a couple dad beers, craft, thick, meaty craft beers while watching the game. Yeah, we're fall beer season. We're very malty. We're in in malt season right now. Germanic Um, bastards. I think I take uh, I take whatever my normal number is for that night, and I probably double it, and I deal with the consequences in the morning, and I try to just like pair, I try to pair like the craft beer, like blackout pass out to right around my normal bedtime. But they're they're going down smooth. I might even I might even mix in like a bush light or something like that. Just something oh, like you dirty girl. Face. Yeah, just something like oh, this reminds me of college, and uh. I'm going to be happy, man, because you kind of get not when you cover the team. You guys know, right? Yeah. When you talk about it so much that you almost like look at it as a different perspective. You're a more learned observer of the game, but you the the pat the fan passion kind of gets dulled a little bit because you have to give you have to give objective analysis. You can't be yeah. just like a just a frothing fanboy dumbass or people don't want to listen to. And you guys aren't very professional program here at the Locked On Seminoles podcast. Thank you, um, thank you, sir. But dude, I'll fan out hard. 
I'll fan out hard if they do what they need to do on the field. I still love this team. I yep. still love this team. And uh, I just want to see them good again, man. I'm tired of like Iowa people looking at me with pity when we talk <laughs> about football. I liked it when I could look at them with disdain. I liked when they hated me. Now they pity me. I want to get back to them hating me for having this superior football team again. That's and what you, I want. I want to if be you want to talk about the same, you can talk about their performance against Purdue this past weekend because they were finally exposed for having a piss poor offense. But hey, you know that's just me. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it's, 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 we're not there. We're not there yet. Where I can needle. I can't. Needle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 true though, man. The the people that'll be like, man, y'all have had a tough few years. And then you look at what they're wearing, and you're like, how how is someone with that logo on their chest? telling me it's been a tough couple of years like but usually right that's what's exactly yep like i like being iceland before gunner stall blows the shootout against julie the cat gaffney like everyone hates you Great because save. you're so damn good but then like now it's just yeah we're those douchebags you hated in 2013 oh and now we suck so um it's really not as fun and we're having to pay for all those memories we created in the worst possible way but maybe not for long. Let's leave the people optimistic. Dude, there's light at the end, but whole, there is, right? Whole half of the whole half of the season left. That it's it's looking a lot more accessible than it did when we looked at it preseason. Um, yep. Let's go, I guess boys. Last thing to leave the people on the on the leave the people with some good feelings. I guess then is, do you guys feel like it's starting to come together? Like, do you feel like the the vision Norvell sold us? at the very beginning of 2020, end of 2019, when he was hired, like, are you starting to see the outline of that path and that we could get there? Or does it still feel like we're not sure if it's coming together yet? I see glimpses and I see a team with an identity and I see a team that is starting to take on the persona of their head coach, which is very positive. Jordan Travis said as much Florida state was actually down to nothing in that North Carolina game. He was asked, I think it was post-game, how'd you stay so calm? He was, oh, Coach Norvell. He he rubbed off on us. That's extremely positive. That's a guy that goes to work. I'm talking about the coach now, pronouns, pal. He goes to work. He is meticulous. He's detail-oriented. The energy is always is always up top. And I think you've seen that reflected in Florida State's play, particularly the past like two or three weeks. This is a team that has come back from adversity multiple times against Notre Dame, against Louisville holding on for the win against Syracuse, coming down from 10 nothing to North Carolina to ultimately pimp-slap them around as they should. Um, this is a team that plays differently than Florida State teams of the past. The results yep. are not there yet. They need to be good enough to get the gains that he needs on the recruiting trail. But yes, to your point, I see glimpses of where this team could be. I do think there has been some proof in the concept this year. It's just, it's got to be enough. I need to see. I think I need to see consistent glimpses of it, mainly because Max, you and I were fooled like immensely by that Virginia game a few years ago with Willie Tiger. We thought we sat down, inebriated after being in Charlottesville, and we're like, you know what? I think he finally has it. I think he's finally got it. And then we get stomped out for the rest of the year. So Jim Levitt was going to be the answer. That was it. That's all we needed. Jim Levitt was an analyst, and now we're going to win a national championship within two years. Yeah, to me, that game was just... So I need to see, not even perfection, I just need to see consistently good, sound football from defense, from offense. I also need to see better personnel decisions and better coaching decisions when it comes to certain things. And to me, 
if he does just that, I'll be fine. I'll be happy. I know Trey's got the five win mark. I'm kind of right there with him. I need to see one of the rivals being down, you know, either Miami or whether it be Florida. I think more so like Miami because Miami is not particularly good. I need to see you steal a win either from a Clemson or a BC because I think BC is a very, very tough game. I, and we talked about this earlier in the week. There are NC State to me is probably the best team left on our schedule. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I agree with that. So to me, I just need to see consistently, just give me consistently good football so I don't have to be bitching and moaning about how my team sucks Monday through Friday once a week or also on YouTube channel, by the way, folks. So that's basically what we're saying. I agree that I want consistency, but I also have to say that's what makes college football great is the inconsistency, right? Like, think about it. A mere three weeks ago, we were just like, well, this team's not going to win a game. We're going to go 1-10 or 0-11. It's going to be the most horrific season ever. And look at our tone now, two wins later, right? Look at our tone after Virginia, to your point. And then look at our tone, what, three weeks later after Wake Forest? That's what makes this fun. So, Trey, I, I agree, man. And it's funny, you, you do lose some of that edge covering the team, but it never fully goes away because I still love that, like, we could be having a totally different conversation for better or for absolutely worse in two weeks. And I don't know. That's that's what makes it fun, and that's what keeps us coming back to the trough. That's right, and that's what keeps the fans coming back to the old Locked On Seminoles podcast. And the triple option, ladies and gentlemen. Check that's them right. both out. You have time. That's we right. know you do. You're not that busy. That's right. Come Speaking on. of that, Trey, before we let you go, we'd be remiss if we didn't allow you to you know, plug yourself, plug where, 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 where can the people uh, find you at? X's and Knowles. That's a hell of a pun, right, guys? YouTube yeah. page. That is the home of the Triple Option, which is the YouTube video show that I am a part of with Kevin Little and Coach Adam Brown. We are the only show, to my knowledge, that goes into the official Florida State game film with the depth, the knowledge, the consistency, the sometimes humorous banter uh, that is necessary to keep you, the Florida State fan, informed and also entertained. So check us out there. Go to the YouTube page, subscribe, put the notifications on. We are hosted by Tomahawk Nation, the premier Florida State info site uh, analysis, everything like that, completely free. And um, we appreciate their support. So check that out, man. I like always like talking to you guys. You guys have a very uh, good product, slick production values, good commentary, good analysis. And uh, I'm honored to be a part of it again, my friends. Oh, we love having you on, man. Trust me. We was like, I think three years ago, I found your podcast on for when I was interning over at the UFC. He's like, let me listen to this guy, you know, once a week for, uh, to, to get my, get me through my work day. And then, you know, now that having you on a podcast with, you know, one of my best friends and my other best friend, it's really honestly, it's great. So for Trey, Max, Drake, we'll see you next time on Lockdown Stemmel, baby. <laughs>